Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm joined by the very lovely Gemma Woodward, who is People and Culture Manager for NetCells, a company in York. We met to discuss how, as a good leader, you can give your team autonomy. So we talk about the benefits of allowing autonomy, how leaders can encourage autonomy in their teams, where leaders get it wrong with a top-down leadership and how it can affect the people and the organisation as a whole. And then we wrap up with what's the one key thing Gemma thinks that people should remember about encouraging autonomy in the teams. And we chat about a lot more besides. It's a great episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you elevate your leadership performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host and straight talking Yorkshire lass who elevates your leadership, supports well-being with coaching, speaking, training and workshops. One of the challenges organisations frequently tell me about right now is engaging employees with conversations around wellbeing, the difficulties with hybrid working and elevating performance. One of the best ways to do this is with an external facilitator who provides a safe space for learning conversations and honesty. Recently, I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to be more focused, less stressed and have a wide impact on both the professional leadership skills, as well as improving engagement, performance and well-being for themselves and their teams. Throughout April, there's a focus on stress awareness in many organisations and in May, there's a focus on mental health awareness. All of this needs great leadership. Did you know that you can make five times the return on investment with support, advice and consultancy on leadership and well-being? That's the number according to a report by Mind and Deloitte. I've recently helped people have confident conversations about mental well-being so that the managers feel capable and are able to be caring when staff raise concerns about their own mental well-being instead instead of, as some of them were saying, being scared and running for the hills. So do get in touch if you want to know more about how I can help you or your organisation. Get in touch at emma at emmalankton.com. If you're not ready to do that yet, you can get onto my newsletter. The link is in the show notes and information is on my website at emmalankton.com. This newsletter goes out around once a month and sends tips, information and statistics on the current organisational trends that's happening right now. So you don't have to dig around for it. And then finally, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button or left a review for me on the podcast, please do go and find the very little button that enables you to do that. Give me your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. I'll share that on social media and tag me in your posts. 
listeners, here's where you can help me. I'm planning something rather special for my 100th episode. But I also get a lot of the time people asking me how I got into this and um, why it is that I do these sorts of things. So if you're a regular listener, I want you to email me with um, any questions that you'd really like to ask me. If you were to get to sit down with me and have a good old chat, what would you like to know? You can email it to me, emma at emmalankton.com or tag me on social media so that I can see it, obviously. And then all will be revealed about how it is that we can uh, bring that in to some of the future episodes. I can't wait to hear from you. It's really exciting. So welcome back, listeners. Today... I am joined by Gemma Woodward, who is going to join me in a conversation to talk about why a good leader will give their team autonomy. So Gemma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to get to talk to you because we talk an awful lot um, on LinkedIn, messages and things like that backwards and forwards. So it's lovely to have this uh, proper opportunity for a conversation with you do you want to start by just telling the listeners a little bit about you and what you do yeah so I'm the people and culture manager for a company called NetCells so we're a a digital product consultancy in York Um, I've been here only a short while now but um, I've kind of been in the HR industry for just about four years now so um, yeah loving my new role it's all and it fits in very well with what the topic that we're going to talk about. So, That's fantastic. And in our wonderful city of York as well, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah. So shall we start a little bit with talking about autonomy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in your view, what the kind of benefits are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely loads of benefits, I would say. Um, everything down to keeps people motivated, um, keeps people engaged the productivity levels you'll see will be higher um, I think it gives people that sense of value as well um, being able to you know make their own decisions um, and know that that's okay um, and having that support from the management um, and working together it's more of a collaborative thing rather than a, a sort of top-down direction that yeah that authoritarian just you know do as you're told type thing yeah uh, you know that's way out of the window now isn't it absolutely one of the one of the things I share and I've probably shared on the podcast um frequently as well is um it was a good few well it was before COVID so we we time everything don't we was it pre-COVID you know we've just lost the last two years haven't we just gone (laughs) and I was at a networking uh over at Leeds actually and I ended up sat beside a um a lady who was a general in the British Army and we got talking about communication and things and because I do a lot of that as well about that kind of I I often say I feel a bit like a Bond villain when I'm uh, (laughs) (laughs) sounds horrendous doesn't it you know because I say to people we know I have ways of making you talk either within the coaching of getting people out of getting information out of people getting people to think about things differently or helping leaders to be able to bring out communication and, and work with their teams 
I feel like this Bond villain that's kind of like, I have ways of making you talk type thing. Yeah. However, I was with this um, uh, captain in the in the British Army and they said that even they are having to change the way that they talk to people and the way that they deal with people because it's no longer that kind of authoritarian command and control. And, and that's very much that sergeant major, you know, uh, jump and people go, how high? But it's yeah. not just for the army, is it? It's for organisations as well. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you sort of maybe have that top down um, kind of way of leadership, it can create that almost fear of making a mistake and, and fear of coming forward and people thinking, well, that might be a silly idea. I'm, I'm going to sort of save face almost and not do it. When actually by doing that, you almost keeping people in a box a little bit. Um yeah. And their ideas and and um, their decisions and things might actually be more beneficial than what they think. So it's definitely trying to sort of get rid of that fear um, and, and push them forward to do it. Yeah, completely. And because you've got different people at different levels doing doing different roles and actually everybody has then a different viewpoint Absolutely. of things as well, don't they? And that's yeah. all really valuable. I've mm-hmm. just done um, an, an episode about um, why, why leaders should go back to the floor years ago. I'm not even going to name how many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel really old. Um, a little while ago. There was a lot of that in business and I organised loads of them as well. But it's about getting that, it's get that handle on things. People have got some valuable input to be able to give a different perspective, you know, and um, to be able to kind of share that and know that they, they do add value. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the things that I actually um, posted on LinkedIn when I first started um, at NetSales in, I think it was week two, week three. It was kind of, I was, um, had a discussion with my manager about a task um, and he kind of gave me the information that I needed so he was giving me the tools that I kind of needed and it was almost a not go away but you know have a look at it see what you think come back we'll have that discussion and and we worked together and we implemented something new for the business within I think it was about two weeks so for me it was like wow I've got that trust straight away and businesses will tell you you know we trust you but then don't really demonstrate that so yeah at that time it was this is great you know having that really collaborative approach and knowing that I can go to anyone in the business with ideas and people you know like you say creating that kind of diverse thought um sort of way of thinking within the business you you, you're building the business up as a whole not just individuals in terms of strength so yeah absolutely and one of the other, some of the other points that you kind of said there, you know, about the kind of happiness and the engagement and things, all of that is going to tap into the the issues that organisations, you know, are having right now. Obviously, yeah. I do a lot on the leadership and then the well-being, which also uh, taps into those things. But um, if we're going to be able to retain uh, staff and um, enhance talent, and develop people or even just seeing that value it's all really really worthwhile for organizations to um get that that sort of team culture yeah throughout uh, which makes it and it can make it an employer of choice as well can it and you see it now all over linkedin especially how you know you can't define culture with you know free tea and coffee and and yeah fruit and ping pong tables and all that kind of stuff that's not 
a definition of culture anymore. It is this kind of collaborative, you know, giving people a voice, being able to um, feel comfortable with who they are coming to work. And, you know, it, if a business can do that, that is just puts everybody in a in a strong position um from a personal development you're learning as well so again even though you've got leaders in the business that might have more experience bigger skill sets etc they doesn't mean that they can't learn from other people that you know that everyone's had different experiences so i think you've always got to be open to to learn as well yeah absolutely i mean i, I never stopped learning i feel mm. like i'm an old lady now <laughs> Well, that's what I say. That's what I say you to know. my kids when I'm telling them when I'm telling them stuff. You know, I go, well, I'm an old lady, so I know this. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we ne- we just never ever stop learning, and um, and that's what keeps the the enthusiasm um, and the interest in things as well. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we always have to progress up the levels or go into management and things. We can still have people who can remain you know, at one level of a job, because that's what, that's what they're happy with. And that's what, that's what delights them. Mm-hmm. But they can still, still be learning different things and yeah. you know, ways and even still new skills within, within that, those kind of areas as well, can't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think sometimes there is this kind of, um, maybe perception a little bit of personal development always means sort of going up the hierarchy and, and yeah you know having to manage people for example and especially working in the tech industry that's definitely not always the case um like you say you can grow in your own personal development ways by experience and and skill sets rather than this kind of management um side of things because some people just don't want to get into that and that's fine um so yeah yeah it's about understanding their own value where where they're at as well isn't it yeah definitely what do you think managers struggle with in this sort of giving autonomy um I don't think it's it's in some situations I don't think it's an overnight thing because you you obviously if you've got somebody new in the business or new in your team etc you have got to understand skill sets there you know what, what gaps are sometimes you know and that takes time um time's another key thing so this kind of thought process of it's just quicker if I do it Mm. but by doing that you're kind of creating that bottleneck in yourself um and then what that looks like internally is you know you're not then passing on that knowledge to people in the team if you're working with um external parties as well if you're not in the business then they might have to wait for you um to come back so it, it impacts them as well so obviously it, it's a it's a time thing um to slowly get that that sort of knowledge across um but it's making sure that managers and, and leaders are, are creating those opportunities to do that um yeah and again just this kind of fear of making mistakes kind of squashing that really and working through it and using any kind of mistakes that happen as a, a lesson to learn from and focus on moving forward and not doing that again rather than you know you haven't done this and and sort of really beating someone up about it um so yeah I think there's and the other thing I mentioned actually before on your um when we spoke over LinkedIn is historically you know I've, I've worked with people that can sometimes see others in the team as a, a bit of a threat almost of you know don't want them to take my job or anything like that but 
it, it just keeping people at a certain level long term just isn't sustainable um in my opinion anyway <laughs> no absolutely I'd, I'd completely agree with you and one of the things that I always say is that you know leaders need to surround themselves with really good people yeah um, so that all of those people work together really really well um and then that should theoretically reduce you know a lot of that authoritarian aspect of things a lot of that worry that fear of whether it's fear of missing deadlines or fear of threat of somebody taking their job is that often when people feel uh, when managers feel really uncomfortable on the inside is what I say that they try and control the external stuff so they need to get a handle on things and a lot of the times when I'm working on one-to-one basis um, coaching people that's that's one of the things so it comes back to um it, it comes back to some of that that personal need some of that fear some of that threat that you've mentioned that they are uh, they feel that if the you know like you say I'll do it myself or I've got a handle on absolutely everything so we haven't got the trust but often it's not about trusting the other people it's about the trust within themselves that the, yeah. you know that they've got the team around them yeah and there's a lot of, um, you know, historic learned belief things like we're saying about does it need to be authoritarian and that kind of command and control and 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 this is how I think I need to be as a manager, yeah. you know, which is, and really people need to be themselves, yeah, um, you know, and be personable and, yeah. uh, and, and listen and be able to connect and communicate. And oh my goodness, particularly in this post-pandemic world, you know, we need to create those connections even more, isn't it? Especially again with um, so many people now, you know, still working from home. I know, yeah. I don't know what's happening in, in net sales, but a lot of organisations, you know, they are trying to get people back to the office because they know about the power of connection and and, yeah. and how teams around and lift people up. Yeah. Um, but I think there are still a lot that are still doing an awful lot of work from home. Yeah, I mean, that was the other thing that kind of, attracted me to NetSales is that um, we have an office um, however it's just flexible working because we know that everybody's situations are different so the office is here as and when you want to use it Um, it's more about you know getting the work done rather than kind of where you are Um, and that work works for us Um, so yeah it's it's good to see people I'm very much a people person and I don't think you can ever replace that kind of face-to-face connection Um, however I'm very you know, I recognise the fact that some people don't want that as often and that's fine. You know, it works. So why not use it? So, yeah. yeah. And then that in itself brings um, an element of trust and yeah. enabling people to have uh, a degree of autonomy. Absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's lots really that that come into it um, with the aspects of autonomy. But how would you say that leaders can encourage this even more? I think you've got to be able to, as a leader, you've got to be able to, um, like I said, there's the trust side of things, but give people the right tools as well. So whether that's um, the support, whether that's um, a physical resource or something that they need, um, because it's it's kind of one of those things that if you're wanting someone to go away and, and kind of look at something or make key decisions, if they then haven't got sort of the tools and things that they need, then the, there's the barrier there. Um, so then they can't move forward. Um, 
asking for feedback, something else we do very often is giving people that voice of, you know, how has your week been this week? Is there anything that you feel that we need to support with? Um, You know, any improvements that you think we can make? Um, But knowing, I think, as a manager, that someone can come to you and and still get almost that direction, um, but not in a, like you say, a commanding way. Um, So, yeah, I would probably say giving the right tools and support, showing that you trust people um, and, yeah, asking for feedback. Um, And when things do go wrong, do it as a lessons learned type scenario. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than a you're in trouble. (laughs) It is that, isn't it? I mean, you know, we have those, we have those you're in trouble type uh, beliefs really, really early on. Yeah, uh, in our in our lives, I can remember I can remember being found in the reading corner. I think it was the <laughs> the first year at school. Um, you know when they had, they had those um books that were supposedly easier to uh, be able to read, and I was on like the big proper books, and I was and I got sent to a teacher, and I thought I was in trouble for you yeah. know reading this this book that was sort of a higher level than everybody else was reading, um and uh, and then naturally and that was at what age five or something and I, and I yeah. thought I was in trouble for doing something something really really well and the fact that I'm talking about it seventy million years later means that you know it really did stick in your mind yeah. you know we yeah, remember yeah. the really good stuff and the really bad stuff but so it does stick in your mind but we have those early beliefs about you know I'm going to be in trouble working in HR is that kind of same thing as well you know it was that kind of if if you go to HR or HR know about you then it's only for the bad um and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get into HR because actually that is not the case (laughs) um it shouldn't be the case anyway but yeah (laughs) no absolutely not it no and um and and it's such a shame isn't it that there's some of this stereotypical stuff that comes through um and because of course an awful awful lot of my of of the people that I know and the contacts and the people that I network with are uh, often um HR or you know our development areas because of going into companies um and and supporting them but yeah there's a lot of people there's an awful lot of people that say that you know you're in trouble it's nearly going to hr's nearly as bad as going to a teacher's office (laughs) yeah yeah definitely i don't yeah (laughs) but it's recognizing isn't it that everybody's got a slightly different way of working you know and then and then a different mix of skills and experience or a different viewpoint and different ways to look at things and that needs to be um recognized for people having different um different levels of creativity and different ways of thinking and different ways of seeing things Mm. um I'm always the one that kind of whilst I can be really really chatty I um I love sitting back and people watching oh yeah people observer yeah bit of a nightmare for that but (laughs) body language and all that kind of stuff yeah that's one of the things that I absolutely love but it's also kind of one of my skills as well really which which can be quite fascinating but it's not you know it's not for everybody some people want to be sort of in there talking and um and getting involved and and engaging in that kind of way so it's just an example of one of the one of the areas where I know what works for me and what suits me um and other people need to be able to um learn that and and express and even develop that don't they and bring it in as part of that collaborative way with the team yeah and that's one of the things you know I regularly sort of check in with um employees here if I haven't seen them for a while or if they're in the office and I kind of always like to ask that question of you know what you're getting on with what you know the projects that they're working on I'm not technical whatsoever but I love to hear 
what it is that they're going through and what stage we're at and um it's just nice to know and and also gives them a bit of an opportunity to reflect as well if they've been working on a project for a long time you know how far it's come and um you know what then is is next in the pipeline for for that particular project so i'm just maybe i'm just a bit nosy like that but um yeah i like to ask that that question really and it's you know gets my knowledge up more on the business and the type of things that we're we're doing with me obviously just starting so and it's a good way to also to you know check in on people because you can yeah. pick up on stuff about like you know like tone of voice and the language that they use yeah. how enthusiastic they are about it body language and and all of those ways of of checking in in other ways but it also gives that person an opportunity to shine because everybody likes to share you know the stuff that they know um so yeah you are you are learning but it's giving those people that opportunity to shine as well and see their value that they're adding yeah um, definitely it's fantastic in doing that yeah yeah absolutely so if we were to wrap up, what would mm-hmm. be one key lesson that you think people should hear about autonomy? The saying strength comes in numbers. Yeah. Quite an old one. Um, I think we should embrace that, um, you know, learn to collaborate more, as we mentioned, being open to learn um, and learn from anybody and, and everybody and, and take that in what you can. So I think definitely team that team approach that team kind of culture um probably has a lot more benefit than what people realize um not just from an autonomy autonomy point of view but support and um you know personal standpoint and relationships within work etc so absolutely um take what you can in terms of creating a strong team unit yeah absolutely yeah, I really don't have anything more to add to that. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so if people wanted to find you, where can they do that? Um, mainly on LinkedIn. Um, so quite uh, active on there, as, as you know. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm, I'm mainly on, on LinkedIn. That's fantastic. Oh, I want to thank you so much for joining me to talk about this. It's been a lovely to chat. Hopefully we will chat an awful lot more and uh, and get together as well in the very near future no it's great thank you so much Gemma no thank you for having me lovely brilliant so listeners if you have any questions do connect with uh, Gemma on LinkedIn I'll put the link in the show notes um, or with me and uh, fire your questions off if you've enjoyed this episode please do share it on LinkedIn tag us both and let us know your key takeaways or what you've enjoyed the most and then we'll see you again on the next episode.